Okay, what's going on guys? It's your boy Basmo here in the Gibson Hotel on probably the sunniest day of the year just after witnessing the Bellator Dublin press conference. Uh, needless to say, things got a bit out of hand and there was plenty of laughs and it is definitely going to be one show not to be missed. So if you're new to the show, make sure you subscribe. We're going to get a few interviews here now with a few of the fighters and uh, let's see how it goes. Okay, here we go. We have Redzer on the show. Redzer is one of our good friends here on Energize. Redzer, how are you today? Good, really good. You look quite relaxed here today, you know that, yeah? Is that just you? Is that just you on a yeah, sunny day in Dublin? I was in, I was in work this m today till about half eleven, and I get, got off to come down here, so I just take a little bit of a break. So it's a break for me. I'm on my lunch break down here, so. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, last time I talked to you, right? <laughs> um, I asked you, well, what was the thing you were going to eat straight after a fight? And you said you went for pancakes with your niece. Yeah. And uh, you weren't lying to be there. We did it. We went out to uh, the gourmet food party. She stayed over at my house that night because uh, my sister and that were out um, that night. So we, my mom was babysitting her. Uh, so we took her out for pancakes uh, the next morning and we had a ball. Yeah. But you also said you're 100%. And then after the fight, you admitted that you weren't actually 100%. So you lied to me there, though. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're not going to say if a certain injury's going uh, into fights or something like that. Um, I was think I was operating at about 50% um, for that fight. I went over on my shoulder, sort of pretty bad, about about 10 days out from the fight. Um, not doing anything that I shouldn't be doing. You know, a lot of these guys, some fellas get caught the week of the fight. Or, I mean, don't, don't do anything stupid like that ever come up. It was one of them things. I went in for a wrestling takedown, a double leg takedown. Sort of, me, me foot and went, uh, and I was tangled up with my sparring partner, James, and it, my shoulder just ripped out, which I already had a torn rotator cuff on that side anyways. Um, so it was just one of them things. But look, I didn't want to say going into the fight and then you have an excuse then after. If yeah. I had lost, I would have never said it. We won it, so then once you win it, you can come out and you can say, you know, this is why a lot of people had said to me they didn't know why I, they might, the level of output that I usually have in fights wasn't there that night. Um, and that's why, you know. Oh, no, don't worry. I won't hold you to it. You know, we're best buds now. But uh, do you know what? I was really, last time after you were quite emotional, you didn't get the shot in the mic, didn't you not? No, well that, it, again, that doesn't really affect me. It, I was just, again, I was just had the same day with one of the other interviews. Um, I'm here for competition. I don't, I'm not here for interviews. I'm not here for, look, I mean, I'll do them, no problem. And I'll, I'll be as courteous or whatever. I'll take, just take up as much of my time as I want. But I know some fighters out there, that's all they're interested in. They're only interested in doing interviews and, and doing social medias and all that type of stuff. I mean, I'm here for the win and I'm here for the competition. Once I get my competition and I, and, I, and I get my win, then I can sort of, you know, talk about it after. So I, I had a couple of interviews in the back after the fight. Yeah, it was a, a bit of motion, you know. I was at the coming back off a pretty bad loss last year. or a couple of injuries fight week. Didn't think I was going to pull it out, pulled it out. And then people were giving me a stick over something that means that much to me. Why wouldn't they get emotional, you know? Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, man, I 100% understand. But, um... Yeah, have you always been that way, or is it just sort of as you get a bit mature, you get more fights under the belt, you're just like, here, I'm here for the love of the sport, rather than uh, wearing the sunglasses, you know? Yeah, you know, um, a lot of people don't see it. I, I genuinely do cry when all those um, in the back. That was just literally one of the times people just got a glimpse of it. Norman, Norman Park fight, I, I literally I came out of that fight, went past the curtains where everybody's seeing, and I cried my eyes out in the back of my own. Again, it's it's you, you put your life, you do put your life on hold for two months. You don't go out with your friends. You don't go out the weekends. You don't go out socialising. You don't go out partying. But you're doing something else that you love. So, 
when it doesn't go your way, obviously you're going to be upset about it. And then when they do win, it's just a big relief after eight, ten weeks of, of uh, it's just a, it's just a relief. You don't there's no pressure or stress or nothing on it anymore. So if shedding a few tears gets rid of you know who cares? You know. Uh, well, it is an emotional sport. Also, if people didn't, weren't actually aware, Red is one of the, the most well-known DJs in Dublin. Do you do, you do that it leading up to Foy Week, or do you just, or, or like you're obviously not going to be out DJing the night before at a big event, no, you know? I, I, I try, I'll, I'll work as much as possible, you know. Um, it's not that heavy taxing work, it's something I like doing. It actually takes my mind off a weight cut, it takes my mind off uh, something else. Just I go out to play a bit of music that I like listening to, and it just so happens to be in a nightclub or a disco bar or, or whatever, you know. So uh, that's uh, another sort of way of taking my mind off the fight, you know. So you'll move away from the nightclubs and go more into the christenings and stuff and get them done, you know, the early shows. <laughs> not a chance. <laughs> yeah, but uh, obviously we're going to talk again before. Uh, the actual fight week, but uh, you have to come on the show in the build-up to it as well, you know. Just shoot me a text. We'll uh, we'll sort some up. We'll do uh, a full podcast or whatever. Um, but we're still like that. We're still ten weeks out, so uh, we've got plenty of time to sort of do that, and uh, we'll chat again then before fight week then too. Brilliant. And also, what you make enjoy the show? Are you enjoying it or what? Yeah, hundred percent. Awesome, bud. All right. Cheers. And that's Reser. Make sure to check him out on Instagram. Ireland's number one DJ. Thank you. Okay, what's going on, guys? Now on the show we have Liam McCourt. Leah, how are you doing today? Yeah, good. Thanks, good. That's brilliant. Uh, last time I was talking to you, we were in the other hotel, and like you were saying, how much you were actually prepared for the fight. And then, as we found out after, you, you had suffered an injury and you weren't able to train properly for six weeks. Yeah, I had a, a, a grade two tear on my rotator cuff, like a really serious injury. You know, every people was saying, pull out of the fight, pull out of the fight. And you know, it was four weeks out, four weeks I couldn't spar, I couldn't hit pads. All I could do was sprint and make weight and try and stay mentally strong. <laughs> it's tough. Did you feel like you had to do the fight like because maybe you'd put so much effort in this could have been your time or else you had like so many of your friends and family going to support you because you had a big turnout there that night? Uh, everything I just felt that was my, I just felt that I had to do it. I've never turned down a fight or pulled out of a fight and like there's going to be so many, so much opposition in, in anything you do in life and I just thought, do you know what, I'm going to do it and I'd rather went out and give it my all and tried everything rather than pulled out. Yeah. You absolutely dominated the fight as well, didn't you? It was like a second round uh, the doctor stoppage, wasn't it? Yeah, like uh, it wasn't a good performance for me. I f- like should have finished the fight a lot quicker. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You should have put her over Missy you lot quicker. Exactly. I just, I think I just got so lost in the moment that I needed to get it over quickly. Did you know, I forgot my technique and everything I was meant to do. But um, yeah, I want to come come with a much better performance this time and just show my kind of level. Yeah. What was the feeling like in the back before you went out? Like, was that that was probably your biggest show you've ever done? Yeah. Fought in big arenas in, in like in Las Vegas and Belgium. Backstage, it was the, probably the most calm I've ever sp- I've ever felt because I don't know, it was just a nice environment. All the guys I've you know fought, we all fought in small shows together. We all fought nine maths together. Now we're all together fighting on the big shows. So it's really nice to have the, the the same guys around us. So um, it was probably the most calm I've ever been. Obviously, like my emotions rolled the face, but. It was nice. Um, I remember last time when I was talking to you, I was actually really nervous because it's the first time I was doing this. So it's the second time now. But um, I remember saying to you that I felt like you could actually become the face of like Irish MMA, Northern Irish, Irish MMA, whichever way you want to look at it. But uh, it was also noticed by uh, Dan Kirchen. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, Dan Kay we'll go with. Uh, that was also mentioned by Dan Kay, and now you're going to be on the main card as well. Um, what do you think of that? What do you think of that? Because I feel like I could see it, and now they can see it as well, and then uh, it's all happening for you. 
Yeah, I think you know, as an amateur, I was amateur world champion, European champion, and I'm just coming into my own as a professional now. I just feel like it took me a bit of time to progress. I had some surgeries, had some setbacks, and I just feel like this is a. Hopefully, it's going to be on the up now. I'm going to get a good few wins and, and go for that title. Deadly. And uh, it, did you feel like you're many fights away from the title? Obviously, you don't want to overlook uh, your next opponent, but like, do you think that could be on the way, or what do you think? Um, yeah, I think if I get an, you know, three fights left in this contract, get that, get these done, uh, and I want to start aiming for a title shot in my, my next contract with Bellator, yeah. Deadly. And also, you went, away, you went away to Thailand to train your Muay Thai as well. That's like a big commitment. Uh, did you go over many people, and how did that go for you as well? So I went over to Tiger Muay Thai. My dad lives in Thailand, and he's actually friends with a lot of the coaches. They were they sponsored me to uh, come over and train. Um, we were training three, four times a day. Like I made really good friends, friends for life, coaches for life. Messaged me like every day. Still, you know, I like gelled really well with that team, and I'm, I'm definitely going to go back in the future. It's a real special place. They they managed, you know, they have 40, 50 fighters, and they are coming and going, and, and UFC fighters, Bellator fighters, everybody's coming and going. So the it's a special place they've created. Yeah. Yeah, can you build up? Yeah, that's brilliant. That's, so it went brilliant, yeah? yeah. That's fantastic here. But uh, obviously you're going to be doing the, uh, the fight week sort of stuff as well, so we'll probably have a chat again. But uh, best looking to build up to it. Hopefully you don't get injured again. Yeah. Obviously, obviously if you do... Ten, nine weeks is to stay injury free. Yeah, that's the thing, yeah, yeah. But it should be, it should be grand. Yeah. But your best luck, and then uh, we'll speak to you in fight week. Okay, what's going on, guys? We have the people's main event, Richie Kiley here on the show. Richie. The face of Bellator, please. The face of Bellator. The face of Bellator. The world renowned face of Bellator. Richie, how are you doing? I'm good. How am I looking? You're looking great. You're looking like the face. But, man, what's, what's the story, right? This You went around it perfectly to get a fight that you wanted. That's what I feel like most fighters don't do. Uh, do you watch, do you, or do you listen to Shell Sonnen show in any sort of way, do you? No, I'm not. Um, like you always get these people to say that you know he's a he's a wannabe Connor or all this type of crack. It's just because I'm Irish and Brash and I'm outspoken. I conduct and I and you knock people out and I knock people out. I speak very differently. I you know I'm my, my own person. Um, I have uh, taken a road less travelled. I've you know I've carved my own path. Um, that has ruffled people's feathers. Some people are vexed over it, and that's just their tough shit. They should have done the same thing. There's no point in. Um, you can jump back in the queue and, and pay your dues in inverted commas as I speak um, I'm not I'm going to go get, get what I feel I'm worth which is the big fights and where I should be and on the main stage um, with people like your good self asking me questions about the fight yeah exactly uh, well you see Charles Hunnam was saying on his show that like if you don't pick if you don't call someone out you don't make anyone excited so therefore how can the fans be excited and like look at the way it was just you and my MVP on the stage to yourselves it was just like this is what the fans want uh, I remember posting on our Energize page just being like that picture of you two fighting being like this is what we wanted you wrote back being like yeah exactly but uh even if you go with the hashtag Bellator Dublin, it's just you versus him all the way through. No other fights really, bar the poster of James versus Eleanor. Yeah, so, um, yeah, look, it is, it's an exciting fight, you know, and people will say that, you know, it's a mismatch because I'm 3 and 1, I'm 41. These are trolls that sit in their, sit in their uh, couch and haven't got a clue about MMA and they just want to uh, throw out the views and let them. Well, I mean, they're still doing me, they're still doing me a service. They are watching. They're tuning in to watch the fight and they're bringing attention to the uh, to the fight. So let them, by all means. Um, they're going to be apologising or they're going to be uh, look very, very silly after the fight because um, they don't know the caliber of. Just because I haven't had as many fights doesn't mean I'm not as good. I'm better. Um, like I said, he's one-dimensional. He's a blitz one-two merchant. So. Um, I've got a lot more uh, of a, a lot more to my arsenal than a, a blitz one too, and I also recognise the style, style of fight. And that's you can see now that he's rattled. You can see that he's rattled. You know, 
this all the looking at his phone business, the uh, the fake laugh, the clapping, that just shows that he hadn't got the um the uh, the cognitive faculties to be able to and you can you know, to be able to um to handle with me, you know. He's ostentatious in the ring, um and if he wants I can break that down for him and spell it for him, um, because he's not gonna be able to spell it for himself. Um, but I know what that's all about. That's all about you know trying to create openings. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna buy into that. You know. Yeah. Uh, I just want to look look back at the last two fights you're meant to have. I know obviously you had the, probably the most dominant win in the Tree Arena last time, as someone mentioned the pink shorts. Uh, you also didn't get a shot in the mic after that, but like uh, you you weren't happy at all with that, especially saying the face of Bellator. How could you not get a uh, just a post fight interview, especially how dominant you won it? It was pretty 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 amazing compared to because you came out of retirement. Yeah, whoever the Bellator decision maker is, there's theirs. If I ever find out who that is, I'm going to give him a boot up the hole because that's the, probably the worst business decision I've ever heard. Like, I being I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I totally agreed with that, yeah. Like I said, when you like me or dislike me, people listen. It's whether to hate me or whether to, to give me a clap on the back. Um, but they can't deny the fact that I'm entertaining and I bring eyes on the brand. I, know, I agree. I totally agree, yeah. Because that's what I love. That's what I love. I need someone who talks, talk, walks, the walk and actually takes big fights. Yeah, and that's like, they're getting, they're, like, I do it for nothing. Don't charge him for it. I should. Um, so whoever whoever made that whoever made that decision needs a serious build up the hole. I'll be happy to oblige if we ever uh, ever see him. But it did it didn't make sense to me. I don't know. And I, like I, I actually think, don't know. Bellator think this is a gimme fight for MVP as well. They think they're handing him a, a cushion. But by all means, but mark my words, he doesn't believe that now. You could see he's rattled up there now. You know. Yeah, and who knows like how bad that knockout was last time. The one that went viral, absolutely viral. Like you know I mean that you could be coming in back too soon. It doesn't matter whether the, the 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 knockout was bad or not. If I land on him, he could be he could have the hardest chin in Ireland and the hardest chin in the world. I'll still go through it. We, we I have legitimate one stop, one shot knockout power. I've demonstrated that in all my fights. All my fights also, you're meant to be fighting on that uh, London card, that Bellator London card, and uh, obviously you had to pull out. Um, can you tell us exactly what happened? And uh, do you think that's really going to affect you in any sort of way? Nothing happened. That was all my, part of my Machiavellian master plan to get this fight. There was nothing wrong with me. And he bit, he bit hook, line, and sinker. So, what an idiot. Uh, okay, right. The thing is, this is going to be a huge op- opportunity for you because obviously MVP got to the semi final of the uh, Welterweight Grand Prix. And uh, like a win over MVP, like people are just going to, they're going to be like, who is this guy exactly? You know what I mean? The face of Bellator, they'll like, they'll know. Um, where do you sort of see your career going next? Because I feel like you already are one step ahead after you just said there you weren't actually sick. So, there's always, uh, I feel like there's always a, sec- a plan after the plan. After two fights, I fought for a world title in Bama. Yeah, a headliner. A headliner. It's not beyond the realms of possibilities. Very, very real possibility of when I knock out their so-called poster boy and I become the real face of Bellator. You know, and everyone recognizes it and everyone recognizes it and acknowledges that I am the real face of Bellator because we still have divided an opinion on that, but I am. But when everyone starts acknowledging that, I, after this fight, I'm looking at a world title shot and people may laugh and let them, but they laughed when I said I was, they laughed when I, after two fights, I got a, um, a whatchamacallit, a title shot, a title shot for off, uh, off Bama. Um, and then they laughed at my first fight when I called out Pauline Daly and Michael Venom Page. Both of these have come to fruition. So laugh now if you want, but you're going to look silly if I, when I, after I knock out Michael Vagina Page that I'm, um, that I'm fighting for a world title shot after this. Um, are, you, are you looking to have like another fight this year? I know it could be very tight because like... But like, I feel like to get really your name out there, you need to fight at least three, three times a year, you know what I mean? Because the last time the Dublin fan senior was in Dublin, you know? Well, like the face of Bellator needs to be out there more, you know? Potentially, but the only thing I will say is, after I knock out the vagina here, um, you know, there'll be nobody that doesn't know my name. Are you laughing at me? Calling him the, call him the vagina? Do you not? Do you not think he has a face like a split vagina? Sorry. Uh, yeah. Why not? Yeah. 
yes, he does. So that's pretty decent to acknowledge that. Um, but yeah, that's so. People know everyone will know me stateside. You know, I'm arguably one of the biggest names in Europe at the moment. Definitely one of the biggest names in Europe. It's just the um, and once people see me over in the states, and that's just it's just a visibility issue. Um, I'll be one of the biggest names in the US. Yeah. Uh, last uh, sort of last sort of question. Uh, leading up into your last fight, you were probably doing the most press. You and Will Fleury, I saw you doing loads of shows. You're getting out there, getting your name out there. Um, are you gonna try? Are you gonna do as much this time? Or are you just solely gonna focus on yourself? You know what I mean? Because this is uh, this isn't really your event to sell. This is like other people's really. Like you can do what you want. I, I don't try sell fights. People ask me questions and I answer them. Um, yeah, because this fight sort of sells itself. Well, yeah, but even previously, I never, I didn't, I didn't sell fights. People ask me questions, they answer them, and just so happened that people were entertained and they, they, they bought into it. Um, so, yeah, to answer your question, no, I, no, I don't try and sell the fights. If people ask me questions, I'm happy to accommodate interviews. I, you know, um, I appreciate the good work that the people in the media do to, uh, to proliferate, um, you know, proliferate us around so people can see us. So, yeah, so it's I'm happy to oblige uh, in terms of interview. It's not going to interfere with my training and my preparation. That's first. That's that takes priority. But um, yeah, it's, it's going to be the same old, same old in regards to to interviews and stuff. Uh, well, if you didn't know, Richie's one of our good mates on the Energy Show, and also in the build-up, you're going to have to come on the show, and we can talk a bit more. Is that right? 100% be my pleasure. Perfect. Have a great training, Captain. I'm sure I'll see you in fight week. Uh, okay, what's going on, guys? Uh, right now, we are speaking to Mr. MVP. Uh, how are you doing, man? Good, good, good. Excited to to be here promoting a fight, and uh, can't wait to actually come back and actually fight. Yeah. Is this the first time we've ever been to Dublin? Oh, no. Like, weirdly enough... In my kickboxing days, we was over here. I've got some amazing memories here in Dublin, um, fighting, uh, nights out, <laughs> everything. So, um, yeah, Dublin's a home away from home. This is why I really wanted to kind of fight here in the MMA world. Okay, uh, I was just I was just saying here that uh, the last time we, we actually met MVP was over in London on Bellator 200, and I had a go of the Gardens of the Galaxy Club. <laughs> Are you still rocking that at home or what? Man, that is just right there, the mantelpiece. At home, it's just memories, man, and that's why I like to. I always like to have some kind of gimmick uh, to uh, like attach to each each one of my fights. Just like the pokeball. Yeah, exactly, and uh, just keeping these different things. Just it's just memories for me. Yeah. Um, okay, so we we'll sort of get into a, bit, a few things. You were obviously in the welterweight Grand Prix for the people who don't know, and then you lost in the, se- in the semi-final against Douglas Lima, which isn't like nothing to be ashamed of because like he is an absolute machine. Uh, what are you going to expect in the final of that? Um, weirdly enough, uh, obviously, just depending on you know Rory's state of mind, yeah. I know a lot, a lot of people are, are questioning that at the moment. But for me, uh, their first fight, I genuinely believe Lima kind of threw that away because it it was kind of like two rounds apiece. Um, he already had him injured, had him hurt quite bad with the leg, and he let him get a takedown quite too easy. Yeah. Um, even if he just circled a little bit, and even he knows like he kind of made a mistake there. And I, I genuinely believe he's, he has the ability to do it. And like, as you say, he's an amazing fighter. So um, it's, it's a tough one because Rory, regardless of his, his mental state, he's a technical MMA beast. Yeah, machine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think mindset and fighting ability to go with that, I'd have to give it to, to Douglas Lima just. Yeah, no, same here. So like, if you look back at it then, if he becomes the champ, like what really can be said about your loss, you know, nothing, like, nothing major. And that happens in life as well. But uh, obviously now there's about 10 weeks until this fight. Um, when did you finally find out that it was gonna happen? And well, like, after all the back and forth, were you like excited or how'd you feel? Yeah, no, it's, um, like I said, he kind of 
were just a irritating bug that was just flying around. Your face kept seeing him pop up randomly in different places. Um, he's talking about me. He's talking about random other people as well, as he as he normally does. Uh, but then he started speaking about some of my teammates. He was supposed to fight one of my teammates uh, in the London show, and he pulled out of that. Um, and then he started again trash talking again after that, and I kind of had enough. And I normally don't, even with my teammates, and they know how I am as well. They can have as many arguments as they they want with their own opponents. I don't get involved in any of it. Yeah. Um, but apart, apart from the Paul Daly stuff, I hadn't seen you really riled up before, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, no this one just kind of just bugged me a little bit, so kind of started saying some stuff back. He has good bounce. He's he's coming back with his. his yeah. Banner, uh, you know, everyone was enjoying that. Bellator contacted me to fight. Like, do you want to fight him? And I'm like, why not? If I get to fight in Dublin, and you're gonna pay me the money I pay, I get paid. <laughs> why not? Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Like, uh, we have a lot of Irish following and like a lot of like Bellator following as well. But um, a lot of people were surprised that you actually talked the fight. But like, once it was agreed, like everyone was just like, oh, that's fucking brilliant, man. You know what I mean? Because that's everyone loved the little back and forth, even with the t-shirt went today. Like everyone loved the little back and forth, and then they finally get what they want. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what? And um. I think that's what it is. is I always say everyone loves a story more than anything else. Exactly. Um, but I don't know when I would have ever been able to come back to Dublin and fight. Uh, so the, yeah. the opportunity being uh, here present, had to jump on it. And I actually even, I even put a post up and I said, should I do one for the fans? And it is, it is for the fans. Yeah. Like, as you know, like the Irish fans are unreal. Like uh, that, that stadium erupts, especially if, uh, if you see Peter Quigley's entrance, uh, zombie goes off. It's <laughs> unbelievable. But, um, a lot of people have sort of referred to you as the Bellator Anderson Silva, but um, when you go in and put on a show, like people are going to be like, they're going to be like, right, this is the guy you have to follow next. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people come in, and they're just supporting their friends, they, yeah. and then they look at the opponent and be like, oh wow. And also Irish people have a lot of respect for the opponent yeah. as well. Yeah, and that's what I mean. I think they, 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 it's a fighting nation, man. Like they, they really get behind like fighting, and as well as the. More important, their own. Like as you just have to be Irish, and I'm there to to support, and I think that's important. Which is something that we don't have in 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 England, like which I think we need more, like especially in in London. It's very competitive. Everyone kind of questions you, wait until you get to the top, and then everyone's on your side. But here it's very different, and I kind of I feel like you've got quite a few you know Irish fans as well, and they as you say they they're just as excited for me to be here. And um, I appreciate that. So it's, it's nice to actually give it give it to them. Yeah, just a couple of more things. There's obviously like yourself, like that's doing brilliantly in Bellator. Obviously, we've had Fabian Edwards on the show as well. Uh, we've obviously talked to Leon Edwards as, as well. Is there, wh what do you think it's going to take for like Great Britain MMA to really, really kick on and for everyone to get behind them? Because uh, Michael Bisping was saying that he only sees Leon becoming a champion, obviously in UFC. But I mean, what really needs to be done um, you mightn't have the answer, but what do you sort of think would help as someone that people look up to? Well, similar to what Bellator are doing, they're actually putting way more shows over here and they're, and they're also putting a lot more promotion over here with the likes of the Skies, the Channel 5, all these different people that are coming in to actually look at uh, fighters. So there's youngsters that are looking up and actually being like, I, I can do that and I can do that in not too far. It's not too far away for me to do that. Sometimes if it feels too far away, only the select few are willing to keep going. But when you've got, you know, way more uh, chance of actually getting big fights and on big shows, you're going to find more and more people, you know, taking it up and taking it seriously. Yeah. Just in the build up to this fight as well, obviously you, you're coming off your first loss. You're coming up against Richie, who you don't see as really your foe, really. Um, is, are you going to 
find it hard to really like like what, what's your sort of next step after cooking off that loss are you going to be like change sort of things or how are you going to get up for the next one you know oh for this fight coming yeah, yeah? yeah. uh no it, like every fight i fight my like as myself um regardless of what i think of the opponent i feel like i'm good at separating the two my my thoughts on the opponent and how i have to perform as a fighter is still two separate things i still i'm not i'm not slacking in training i'm in training gonna be training like a beast as if i'm training for the world championship as if i'm training for this is the last fight of my life i want to make the best impression that's how i train so that's how i'm gonna fight um i just don't believe he's got the ability to do anything to 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 change the result of this fight i get you also is luke a good influence you here in dublin uh luke's the best influence here this is why, this is why i got these t-shirts out here man it's the main man over there <laughs> hey, brilliant it was great talking to you uh, obviously we'll talk to you again in fight week and uh, enjoy your stay in Dublin Thank you. okay what's going on guys and uh, now we have Peter Queeley on the show Peter how are you doing good how are you I'm doing great man last time I was talking to you was in the build up in February for Bellator Dublin and uh, man the show that you put on was something unbelievable yeah for sure I, I, the fans thank for that it was just a crazy atmosphere I'm very lucky to have the support I have behind me um, can't wait to do it again this time is it is that your entrance song all the time, Zombie? Mm -hmm. It is, yeah. I've used that uh, all my career. Since my second pro fight, I think I've used that. Uh, it's just, it's always been in Kazakhstan or Moscow or Sochi or wherever. Where no one knows the words. But this time, people knew they were expecting it. And obviously, they're, they're uh, behind me uh, because I'm their countryman and they, they, they showed it. I know, the whole state, like it was, it was something unbelievable. If you haven't seen it, make sure you check it out. But uh, obviously you came off like a split decision loss there. People say it went Miles' way, people said it went your way. Either way, it was a show nonetheless and two worst guys putting it out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, I felt it went my way, to be honest. I was disappointed not to get my hand raised. But more importantly, I feel like I did get my hand raised by the fans, which is all that really matters. Um, so I feel like I'm moving on as if it's a win. I'm on the main card again against uh, a guy who I believe beat, beat Pitbull, won his last fight. So we're both just moving on as if it's wins, and there's a lot at stake for this fight for both of us. That's the thing about MMA, win or lose, if you put on the show, you can still move up with the card, you know what I mean? It's not about the wins and losses, and this is something, you know, Miles maybe should have thought about. Um, and all credit to him. I, I mean this in an advice kind of a way, best of luck going forward in his career. But that was a chance for him to actually win some fans. I heard him recently saying, oh, I won a lot of people's respect that night. You didn't. You know, you didn't, unfortunately. Um, so you should learn from that and, and realise it's not just about doing whatever it takes to get your hand raised. And I believe he still didn't, wasn't enough to get his hand raised. But um, it's more about what the fans want. Yeah. That's what's most important. You're humble in the feed as well. You know what I mean? It seemed like the two you squashed the beef. Uh, I think what the thing about Miles is, uh, it's, uh, I think it's the fact he's training with Khabib. A lot of people are Conor McGregor fans and... Um, like they're more like here look you're going with the enemy so that's the way you know that's yeah. what i think yeah yeah of course it's squashed whatever just that was done i meant that when i said it it was over um all the best to him i mean that in his, in his career uh but yeah the fans don't forget these things and he's over there again i believe now but that's whatever that's his business do what he wants but you know it is you are kind of sleeping with the enemy a little bit um so um it is to be expected and they don't forget that quick they don't forget it quick uh so i think he, that will stick with him for for a while and then also the Bellator wanted to put a, wanted to put you on that uh, Bellator London card as well. Unfortunately, you had to pull out. Um, I'm not going to lie, man. Every time I see Irish guys meet the fight and they and like they don't eventually get on, it's actually really disappointing because like in order for our show to grow, 
we also need Irish fighters to go out and do the business yeah. as well, you know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. I was, there was no more disappointed than I was. I was looking forward to that fight. Terry's a really good good opponent, a really good fighter. Um, there was a lot to be gained for both of us again in winning that one. And I always wanted to fight. I wanted to fight in that big London show. It's kind of one of their their marquee shows. Imagine Zombie going off there. Yeah, it would have been crazy because me and James were both on it. There, there would have been a big Irish uh, crowd there. Yeah, there was four years on it meant to be yeah, and then ends up just being two. Yeah, France, yeah, there was. There was uh, so it would have been crazy but I do feel like I made the right decision. Um, uh, I was not right. I was in a bad way physically. Uh, I was trying to tough it out but it wasn't to be but I feel like it's it was the right decision. I'm happy with it. Have, I, have you got everything sorted out now? Yeah, pretty much. I'm uh, just about since last week. I'm starting to feel myself now again. Um, I feel like I'm just kind of coming right after surgery and stuff. So, yeah, I feel like I'm going to put in a really strong camp for once. I'm actually physically fully 100% fit, which I haven't been in about 18 months, being honest about it. And um, that's not an excuse, but, you know, many fighters deal with this and it's nice when you you're not dealing with that i have experienced that as well and it's a nice feeling doing a camp when you're you're fully fit and let's talk about ryan scope for a second obviously you're just after saying that he uh you think that arguably he could have been the champ uh well technically like pitbull is the yeah, to yeah. champ champ so basically you're fighting someone who is up there with the best um obviously fighters fall out all the time blah 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 but um what are you sort of expecting from him coming into here? Because he fought previously headlining Bellator Newcastle. Mm-hmm. And he, when you played that zombie song, that felt like the headliner. But people almost forgot that James coming up next, you know? So um, what are you sort of expecting coming into this, you know? Uh, what I'm expecting from him? Well, see, uh, well he, he said there, he's, 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 he, he said something very smart there that I actually um, can confirm in that it's not, he's fought his last few fights in his hometown. And he said, well, it's nice to fight in Peter's hometown now because there's going to be no pressure on me. And he's right about that. Um, there is no pressure on you when you fight in someone else's home city, no matter how far away it is. I've experienced this in, in the past. It is a nice feeling in itself. But he hasn't experienced what it's like when you get into the ring of someone else's hometown and you feel all that radiation from the fans coming down on you. Um, so that's something he, he will experience. Um, now, how will he adapt to that? I'm sure he'll adapt well to it. He's a seasoned professional. There's no practicing for that, though. There's no practicing for it. I've, I've experienced it a few times. It's heavy. Unless he's in the bedroom and he's just, like, walking yeah, in. <laughs> yeah, for sure, yeah. But, um, listen, these things are, are minor details. The, 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 the thing about this fight is the spectacle that the fight's going to be. I think it's a really stylistically attractive matchup for the fans. I think he's going to look to knock me out. I'm going to look to knock him out. Um, I think it's going to be a really, really, really exciting fight. Well, here, obviously, I'm going to speak to you in fight week, but here, best of luck with the training, um, and just uh, enjoy the rest of the summer as well. Okay, what's going on, guys? And right now, we have Mr. Kiefer Crosby on the show. Kiefer, how are you doing, man? All good, brother. How are you? Very, very good. Um, where should I start? I should just start from, uh, we'll look back at Bellator, Oklahoma, right? And a little up to that, it, when did the fight come up? Because it, it didn't seem like you got very much notice, did you? Notice about the fight? Um, well, I knew like I was going to be on the bill, but I only got my opponent maybe three, four weeks, five weeks before the fight. Um, yeah, they were waiting on an opponent for ages, and uh, yeah, about five weeks. And then he pulled like a week before, and I got a change. So, yeah, no, I had a little bit of notice, but not, not too much. So. Uh, when when I saw it, I was like absolutely buzzing to see you go. Obviously, uh, we we posted uh, best luck this weekend. Uh, after watching the fight, after seeing what happened. Like I felt so disappointed for you, obviously because like all the Irish fighters, we want them to win all the time. But like you, you know straight away the way you bowed and everything, you like you, you took it like a champ, you know. Yeah, of course. Respect always comes first. Win, lose, draw, disqualification, whatever, yeah, whatever. I am. Um, 
but yeah, it is what it is. I, I, I milked him out of it, do you know what I mean? It's in a real fight he, he lost, you know, in a street fight he was done, you know, and uh, I know there's rules, I fucked up, I apologised. The DQ was a bit harsh, but look, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, right, then we'll bring back the happier times. We were looking at Bellator Dublin, that was in February. Man, you blew the lid off the arena and... Uh, like everyone is definitely a keeper Cosby fan that went into there mm, oh, of course man I bring the biggest crowd every time you know what I mean ask the, ask the boys that I give the tickets back to you know what I mean I sell the most amount of tickets I think I get the biggest reception of the night every time and uh, again I'm a hometown lad I live up the road do you know what I mean and uh, this is a dream come true to do this as like uh, a normal occurrence now every time every time they come back here they're banging me on the main card and I'm blowing the roof off the place and it's just a buzz I love it I live for it and uh, I can't wait to go again nine weeks yeah because you're always smiling I see that also I was walking back from um, Houston Station and I went by your uh, was it Offset is it Mural Subset yeah them Subset sorry excuse me yeah they're amazing um, they, they surprised me with that the day before my professional debut and uh, in Bellator sorry my Bellator debut and uh, they done that as a little surprise to kind of give me a boost and it did like I was fucking I got goosebumps when I got the text of the, the message I was like wow that's fucking crazy I never thought I'd see my big handsome mush on a wall in Smithfield but um, yeah it's still untouched as well untouched well I fucking better be if I, ca- if I catch anyone pissing on that wall there'll be more there but <laughs> that's exactly what you said last time <laughs> yeah I'm telling you man I'd be just worried it's a little corner and it goes down a lane I'm just uh, I'm sceptical about it but um, you know it's, it's good if you rub it three times you get good luck for life so check it out in Smithfield yeah <laughs> then obviously we're like 10 weeks away from the fight in Bellator Dublin uh, September 20 for people that weren't actually uh, didn't actually know um, in the build up to this fight Miles Price was obviously he called you out he then went on PT's show and then said that like he doesn't really want to fight is that something that you really wanted or like coming off your first sort of DQ loss was there something that you really really wanted no not at all to be honest he's a nobody he's been in this game what 11 years and nobody even knows who he is and anyone who does know who he is doesn't even like him he got booed out of the arena the last time so it's not something I wanted or needed or anything I'm a way bigger name than he is he needs me far more than I need him so he doesn't want it he admitted that publicly here I am I always want it so leave him to it and then I asked you earlier when you are on stage you said you were going to be uh, fighting at 160 yeah yeah 160 this time yeah I'm going to work my way down to 145 the intelligent way yeah. Oh, last time, sorry, last time when you won in Bellator Dublin, you said that you want there should be a 165 pound. I think you said Grand Prix maybe, or there should just be a division in anyway. Yeah, would well, that be nice? You know what I mean, 165 is a good weight class, but like, I mean, I made 165 the last time, and uh, I'm going to do for 160 now, and then uh, work, see how that fe- I feel at that weight, and make a decision again, a smart decision, you know, a healthy decision. That if I make it and I feel like I could do another five pounds, well, I do another five pounds. If I get to that weight and I feel like oh, I'm going to fuck myself up, then I'm done. Do you know. What I'm yeah, I just felt like that 165 shout was uh, like so perfect because like people would love the Grand Prix. Been watching the Grand Prix, people love that sort of system, you know. More belts, more money. More money, everyone's happier. So why not? Do you know what I mean? Do a Grand Prix every fucking uh, every weight class. Why not introduce a new one and be the number one guys to do that? You know, uh, if not, n- who cares? You know, I'll work. I'll try my best to get down to 155 and and have a, a good career there. But um, I'll only do that the healthy way. You know, I don't want to make any stupid decisions and. You know, but yeah, if, look, whatever happens, happens. A fight's a fight to me, and, and I'm just fighting for that paycheck and, and them good uh, them good highlight reels. So. And you just solely focus now on the next 10 weeks, or are you like, right, what's after that? Like, you have, have you got a game plan for after? Focus on, focus on today, you know what I mean? Focus on tomorrow and just take it day by day, just getting better, improving, and yeah, and September 27th will be my best performance to date.
Brilliant. Also, your good friend King Kelly is now fighting on Thursday. Are you going to go over to it? I'm actually heading over tonight. I was supposed to go yesterday and uh, I got my flight rebooked for this evening. So I'm in the airport in three hours. Yeah. So, of course, I'd never. Uh, I'd all, I'm always in his corner, do you know what I mean? So, like, he is always in mine. He didn't go to the last one, obviously. Obviously, we, I have a, a fight and he had a fight. So, I, you know, I, don't, I didn't expect him to come all the way up to America and hamper his training camp. But uh, 100% I'll be there this evening and uh, I can't wait to see him getting it on a nice knockout on his record. So. Can't wait. Right, Kiefer, all the best for your training camp. I'm sure I'll talk to you in fight week and then uh, enjoy London on Thursday. I will indeed. Thank you, man. Okay, what's going on, guys? And on the show right now, we have the one and only Pete Z. Carroll, one of Energizer's favourite MMA journalists. You say, I bet you say that to all the guys. <laughs> That's true, we do. We actually do. No, I'm not joking. Uh, we gave you a massive shout out there for your ESPN uh, article about uh, Bell, uh, UC Dublin there a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Uh, going back tr down memory lane with all the fighters again. I was trying to get Connor, didn't quite manage to get him, but uh, what can you do? I hope the the piece stands out without him anyway. Yeah, but uh, do you know what? We, do you know what? we probably should start there. Uh, really, like at the moment, Connor, there's not much talk about him. There's not doesn't really yeah. it doesn't really seem to be happening coming up anytime soon. Mm. Well, his hand is injured, I think. So I mean, it's gonna be. I mean, a guy of Connor's level, like very top of the food chain. I'm sure he'd have to go through several tests on his hand, everything before he gets back in there. Um, but I really can't imagine a world where he isn't going to fight again. Oh yeah, I just—it's not like him. Like I know the guy since he's 18. He's a—he's a madman. So I know I flip flopped on it as well, and then it's sort of like that's the thing. Like, have you noticed a bit of a drop off in people's attention to the MMA game? Yeah, well, I guess like when you have a guy a lightning rod for the sport, like Connor. I mean, it it. it He's a guy like we're never going to see the likes of him again. So it is very hard to compare Connor and then everybody else, I guess. And um, but yeah, I think I think Bellator have done a good job of provoking interest again. Like I mean, yeah. a lot of my friends are p talking about people like James Gallagher, Paul Redmond, Kiefer Crosby. Like these guys are becoming commodities on their own right now, and I think that's what Bellator probably have done better than anyone that's come into this market. You know? Yeah, no, I'll agree. Uh, I see. Obviously, James is like the, the person at top. Uh, Kiefer and then Keen Cowley, obviously as well. But like, um, I feel like there's other names that could really like push. Like one, for instance, is Liam McCourt. Like, well, Leah to be fair, is a lot earlier on in their career than those guys are. Like, I mean, it's, um, but in a division like Lee's, wins are huge, you know, that you can take a big leap in that division because of the, the, the lack of bodies there, just the lack of athletes there. She can have a huge jump and, you know, I think she is, she's made for the spot. Like, I mean, we've seen all the coverage she gets in Northern Ireland with the BBC and stuff. Yeah. Like so, it's just something that she's very good at. So I think if she can get the results, that she's someone that they'll definitely push in the future. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just feel like that mantle is open for the face of Irish women's MMA. And then like I feel like she could definitely take it. She's a mother as well. Like that backstory. Yeah. I feel like that's what the Irish media definitely like. It's sort of they're, they're looking for something like that rather than someone being like, "Oh, I'll kill you," sort of thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> just a real like. Just a bit of a, a bit of a, a shift in dynamic to what they expect. I yeah. guess she doesn't live up to the stereotype. She's very religious, and um, she's um, you know she's a daughter as you mentioned, and she's really uh, really just a lovely person. Yeah. She's very different to probably what if people weren't in MMA and they got introduced to Lee and they were told an hour later this girl's an MMA fighter, they probably wouldn't expect it. You know? Yeah, no, exactly. That's why I look at it. Uh, also, like it seems like all the lads. They're really buzzing for this now in 10 weeks. Um, obviously, the last Bellator Dublin was off the rails, especially when Peter Queeley walked out with that uh, zombie. Uh, iconic, really. that, that moment is a, an iconic moment now uh, with Bellator, and we all knew it when it was happening, you know. Um, that's the closest um, I've ever been to an atmosphere that was like that UFC Dublin show yeah. uh, that we were in 6-0. Like, I mean, that was... Uh, 
hair standing up on the back of my neck. Like, I mean, we, we weren't even watching Peter as he walked to the cage. We're just, everybody's turning around looking at this yeah. this crowd. And, and that's what they're capable of. Like, I mean, I think it's a huge... Everyone thing. probably had enough points at that stage as well. They're really into it. Like, Yeah, well, it's a huge asset to Bellator to be able to come here and then see this thriving fan base that have been starved, really. Like, and when, when they come... They, they really get behind the fighters. They're heavily invested in that Queeley fight uh, because of Miles and his rivalry. But, I mean, the way that looks on a broadcast, that, that stands up for Bellator so much, you know what I mean? It, it looks unbelievable. It looks like they're the biggest show in town. It looks like these fighters are the biggest fighters in the world, and I think that's a perfect arrangement for everybody, really. Yeah, uh, A few people were complaining about the way the broadcast is sort of going on. Obviously, you watched, uh, I, saw, I heard you on Eurobash with Noah, yeah. that um, Bellator London, was like uh, you had to change like five different channels and stuff and then you know the way people are these days if you can't get it on yeah. on to the next you know what yeah. do you th- what are you sort of expecting this time and hopefully they have like things sorted out you know yeah. i don't i don't mind that the channel happened that's noel he's contrary he'll give out about that but I, what i do mind is when you can't watch the fights because I, that night there was four fights that weren't being able to, we couldn't watch them at all there was no time scheduled them for them later on and the guys like fabian edwards like this guy is He's a huge prospect. I know. Ho- hopefully, him against Will Flurry. Yeah, yeah, that'd be brilliant. And fair play to Will for calling him out. Like that's a, that's he's got a big pair of balls on him. Does Will? But I mean, yes, he does. I think you got to have these guys on TV. That's the big selling point of Bellator. This is a big show. Make sure they're on TV. They have sponsors riding on, on them being on broadcast, and that can lead to issues that nobody really wants to do. So I think that's just the main thing. Once once I can watch them anyway, I don't give a shit. I know I'm the exact same man. It was just um, like obviously myself and Ross are pushing it on our page, but like some people are just so, so like they're not clicking the links and yeah. sort of thing. Like I mean, they're, it's hard, it's hard it needs to be like right in front of their face. Yeah. What it's hard for is is that casual fan base because when they watch on Sky Sports, they're gonna see two fights and then they're gonna like, oh, where can I watch the rest of this? And Sky Sports aren't gonna say on the broadcast, switch over to Channel Five. You know, they just aren't gonna do that. Like I think. Um, it's Bellator's job to inform everyone. It's Bellator's job to make sure everybody knows where to go, where to fight. It needs to be like, they need to drill it into us. And that's the problem. Like, that's not our job. That's their job. They they hold the keys and they need to give out more information more readily to make sure that doesn't happen again. Because if, if some of these fighters, like, don't happen to be on Irish TV, that's it. It's a huge loss for them. I know. You know, they need... It's a loss for everyone. Oh, yeah, but Bellator needs to see the Irish people getting behind these guys. Say, like, if Paul Revan or Peter Queeley, I'm just looking at signs here, uh, Leah, if they, if, if Bellator and the world can't see the, the way they're received here, it's a massive, massive loss for them, to be honest. Because they all have their own little personalities and their own little quirks in some sort of way yeah. that it's almost, like it's very intriguing. Especially like even Will there over in Oklahoma with the beard, the sort of yeah. Seamus WWE beard, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, he's brilliant. Uh, yeah, and they do. like it, That's another thing that kind of feels like the old UFC Dublin show. Like Everybody here caters to a different fan base. Like, I mean, you have guys from outside of Dublin. That night was pretty much all Dublin, apart from Norman. So, and, and of course, Gunnar. But um, <laughs> it seems like they all catered different parts of Ireland. And that's perfect. That's a perfect recipe for Bellator getting that sellout. I think it's, I think it's, I, I was, I wasn't too convinced that the first show would sell out. But having been at the first show, I think it's guaranteed that this sells out. I'd agree. Um, but what do you think needs to be done a bit more by Bellator rather than just having the shows in Dublin? Because I mentioned earlier that maybe they could do an embedded or some, some sort of thing, you know what I mean? Like even, say, if you went back to Will Fleury's house and he showed you all the potatoes he was eating, that sort of stuff. Just get the real... They usually do it all, right? They, they've done them embedded and James does his own show. They, they, they do do them. It's just we're not going to see them this far out. It's a waste of money for them to start pumping this event. So no, no, I don't mean right now, but just sort of in the build-up, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I'd say they'll, I'd say they'll do a good bit. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Do you think they'll do one with uh, Richie and MVP? If they can get them into the same room again before the weigh-ins, I think that would be an achievement in itself. But uh, that was brilliant today, so I'm really looking forward to it. Is that what? Yeah, is that the one you're most looking forward to? The, I feel like that's the the fans' fight. You know what I mean? 
I like Redmond v Gertz a lot. I like Queeley v Scope a lot. Like they're t- two elite European fighters, and I feel like with Reds are like we're lo- t- looking at an elite European taking on an elite American. That's that's great, and I feel like the fact that Benson Henderson's on this card. All of these guys, the uh, Queely, Scope, Redmond, Gertz, all of these guys are going to be trying to put themselves in the shop window to fight someone like, depending on the winner, Jury or Henderson uh, that night, you know? I know, it's going to be a great card. Obviously, I'm going to have to chat, w- chat with you again on Fight Week, yeah, but uh, here, PT, you're a gent as always. Much, okay, lads, I saved the best for the last. We have Mr. John Cavanagh here on the mic. How are you, John? I like how you said that with PT still with an earshot. That seems, seems a little bit rude. It's like he was a bit rude, actually, to be honest. But uh, me and Pete's your best mate, so it's gone. How are you doing, John? I'm good, brother. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, how's your summer, by the way? I was only thinking this. Do you ever get really like time off to just chill out on the beach for like two weeks? <laughs> Not very often, but actually on Thursday I'm going away for uh, for nine days with um, with the missus. That's the first holiday holiday I've had in uh, three or four years, I think. So yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You're always like on the go. Um, I was just thinking here now, right, there's so many, like, fighters coming out of Ireland now, and uh, I feel like the Irish press isn't actually, like, pushing them as much as they, I feel like they should be. I asked the question, do, are they going to do, like, massive embeddings in the build-up? But, um, what, like, I know you're sort of, like, you obviously are supporting Irish MMA, but how do you think it's really going to reach the next level? You know what I mean? Like, I was just saying, for instance, people like Liam McCourt would be, like, a perfect person to almost be, like, the Irish Ronda Rousey, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I think that's kind of more your your jobs. You and Don't worry, I'm trying. You and the media, um, the likes of PT, were, you know, writing for papers and stuff like that. We need you guys yeah. pushing out those stories. And not just about um, the big shows like this, but about how the Irish, like we had an amateur team go to Rome and come back with some medals. Uh, we have the kids now going over for the first under-18s world championships ever. Um, that's on in Rome in a couple of weeks. So it's it's those stories, you know, and um, of course, uh, Lee, is, Lee, is, Lee is a great example. A uh, great, great spokesperson and uh, for for MMA. So yeah, just keep pushing out those stories. Yeah, it's just like I feel like she's a great story. Same way like Katie Taylor is doing well as well. Yeah. Um, obviously you're taking off the two weeks and then it's like right back into it. Is there is there is are you just going to be solely focused now with this show because obviously your phone's blowing up all the time, questions all the time for interviews. Yeah, I mean, I, I with a d- bit of decent time management, it's not hard to fit in an hour of interviews a day. It's, it's a long day. I'm usually in the gym from 10 a.m. until 9 p.m., so it's it's not hard to do that. Yeah. Um, but September is a busy month. The first weekend, I'm in San Jose with Pedro, and second weekend, um, yeah, that's in the Grand Prix, isn't it? In the Grand Prix, yeah. Then I'm got a fighter in the UFC. The second weekend, third weekend, Bulgaria, and then the fourth weekend, Friday night, Bellator, Saturday night, Copenhagen for UFC. Yeah, your 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 passport must have so many stamps in it. Has <laughs> a few. But um, okay. So in the build up to this, is there anything that you're really looking for? As in, like, like what can we really expect from as to uh, to outdo last Bellator Dublin? I think the card will take care of that. You know, the fights are um, extremely competitive. Um, There's an international flavour with, you know, it's nice to see Bellator rewarding the Irish uh, fans. They did amazing in February. And now they're getting the reward. You have, you know, Benson Henderson coming in. You got an MVP coming in. Yeah. You know, we're getting those those big international fights, and that's only going to grow. That's only going to grow as time goes on. I know, man. Uh, like you, I just saw there the other day. I think it was Neil Siri posted it that it's been four years, five years since UC Double. Five, yeah. five years, unbelievable. What What do you think about the absolute the growth in Ireland in MMA since those last five years? Just looking back. 
Um, onwards and upwards, you know, the gyms are busy and um, we can see kids that I, I certainly see, um, let's say a 12 year old was inspired by what went down five years ago and joined a gym. Now they're 17. Now they're just getting ready to kind of be that next wave. And I've certainly seen it in my gym. I've got a bunch of unbelievable 17, 18 year olds that are far exceeded anything I had in the past. Um, you know, genuinely took up MMA as a sport within itself rather than, oh, I did a bit of boxing or I did some jiu-jitsu. They just do MMA. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm sure the other gyms are similar to me. It got a big rush of membership. And every time we have a big event like this, Bellator do a great job of it. We get another influx of, of people coming in and long may it last. Yeah. I'm sure all the fans will agree with me now that like, they're really appreciative of what you've actually done to Irish MMA, the way we're getting these shows all the time. We don't actually always have to go to like Oklahoma for a show. It's just right in the backyard in, in Dublin's Tree Arena. But uh, John, thanks for everything you're doing. I'm sure everyone will appreciate coming on the show. And uh, long may it continue, as you just said. Okay, guys, that wraps up the show. Um, I think I basically got all the fighters on the show, but uh, thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe, and as always, stay energized. <laughs>